Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamek. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Hey, I got my T-shirt in, Bridge MCP. I just forgot it downstairs, and it's time for the show. And I couldn't get a chance to put the new T-shirt on that was designed by Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, Melanie Keelan from España, Barcelona. Welcome aboard. Of course, we have in the house E2247. We have AC Rodriguez, who says, sup all. And Yvette Avery Herod, our queen of the union movement. Welcome aboard. Did I miss anybody? Yes, where is... Bri- where, 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 where. Michael Rudnan didn't start us out with a whole lot of data yet, data yet. Oh, my God. We got to check on Michael Rudnan to see where is Michael Rudnan. You know? Uh, where's our stuff? AC Rodriguez says, anybody see news on Panama worker strikes? You know, I didn't have us to talk about that today, so I want to talk about it since Michael hasn't given us a whole lot of stuff to start with. I'm going to tell you guys a Panamanian story and what's going on in Panama and ask also the question, how comes it's not making any news out here? Okay, so I'm going to talk about that in a, in a minute. Uh, let's see. Bree says, hi, everyone. Los Angeles uh, officials granted a land deed uh, to Bruce's Beach to the descendants of a black couple who built the thriving oceanfront resort for black families nearly a century ago, but were harassed by white neighbors and stripped of the land in 1924. I saw that on a show probably a year ago when they, you know, <laughs> you know, and there's a particular city council that says they refuse to apologize. It's amazing. Yvette, welcome aboard. Breeze says, when you get a chance for the screen, founding fathers, put this on for me, Egberto. And there we go. Breeze asks and we comply. There we go, Breeze. But the founding fathers didn't intend. I'm going to stop you right now, the woman says. The founding fathers didn't intend for black slaves to go free, nor for me to vote, nor for you to vote since you don't own land. I'm kind of over the founding father's intent. That is one of the best. You know, it drives me crazy when I hear people say what the founding fathers wanted. Who the hell cares what the founding fathers wanted? Well, somebody like me, I really don't care, right? I just want democracy, right? I want all all of us to have equity, right? You know, so when I hear these, what was the intent of the founding fathers? Well, then the intent of the founding fathers was to keep me a damn slave. And that woman is so right. The intent of the founding fathers to ensure you don't vote and to ensure that the guy that she's speaking to couldn't vote either because he didn't own any land. You know, a friend of mine who ran for the presidency. Uh, oh, man, you see, I'm getting old. I can't forget. I forgot his name now. He was a leader, uh, one of the leaders of Move to Amend, the group that I was in. Uh, he called the Constitution a capital document he calls it a capital document okay think about that anyway continuing with my peeps continue with my peeps i'm going to keep that on the screen for a while i want a lot of folks to see that one yeah everybody give us a thumbs up if you are on youtube thumbs us up let's get those thumbs up going help the algorithm if you're on 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 facebook please give us a like thank you so kindly uh, E2247, Melanie Keaton said, I had to cut the dog walk short due to many picnics in the park. 
Well, thank you for being with us. I'll take you however I can get you, Melanie. Probably had some fun out there in Barcelona, right? E2247 says, hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the greatest ever visit, as usual. So I love you, man. So I love you. All right, let's see. Uh, I listen, but I listen late. There's my girl. White walkers. What does that mean, white walkers? Does it mean what it sounds like? I don't know. AC Rodriguez, welcome. We also got, let's see, about the Panamanian strikes. Let me scroll down a little bit first to talk to you guys and read your stuff first. And then I'll go into the Panama story in a minute. All right, let's see. I want to take a shot, a shot at Democrats who do something I don't like. Unfortunately, Democrats ain't doing nothing but hanging around, doing nothing. So wait, wait for it. <laughs> Eric says, hi, all. I know you hate fossil companies, but this explains a lot one of the majors. Look, I know Shell. You, thank you for giving me that stuff, uh, Eric. That was, you know, look, I feel good that Shell wants to do the right thing, that Shell wants to stay with renewables. But here's the thing. I don't want former oil companies being the leaders in green energy. Punto y final. Let's bring new blood in. Those guys prove that they have no morals. So because they know that we have to go to green energy, they want to change the green energy and they want to lead the green energy revolution. The answer is no. Let the new people who are designing the green energy stuff let them form new companies. To hell with the oil companies. They've already proven they're evil. Why should we want them to come into green energy? Because they come into green energy, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to try to do the same things that they've done. Maximize the, their profits at your expense. So even green energy that is cheaper than oil. Oh, we're going to find a way to maximize it. So no, I have no mercy. I have no passion for the oil sector, be gone. Take whatever, you know, let, let's nationalize them, give the people back their stock money and call it a day. And let's go green. Let's use oil as we need it to ramp down, but we don't have the oil folks stopping our progress towards green energy. Get them out of the business. Nationalize them. Then they can't try to stop us move into green energy, and putting up roadblocks. That's my thought process. WTF, is A.G. Garland doing, in my, uh, let's see, an object lesson that, like icebergs, the danger of Garland plus 45 plus cutters equal perils 90% submerged. Exactamente. Maywood says, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Maywood. E2247 says, watch Rachel Motto highlights July 18, 2020. Only 20 minutes of significantly terrifying facts. I'll check that out later. Uh, July 18th. Did I see that? I probably saw that. All right. Democrats, Biden, Harris, Pelosi, Schumer, Harrison, all of you, do something. Your approval has sunk down to five guys in Kalala County High. Second smallest county by population after Lovin County, Texas. All right. Continuing. We got Bridge MCP says... The people of Panama continue protests against the high cost of living and to demand government action to resolve the growing economic crisis. The protests began on July 1st to mark three years since the beginning of the government right-wing president Laurentino Cortizo. Uh, since then, workers, fish, uh, fish folk, students, educators, and civilians 
have braved heavy police repression, staging blockades of key roads, and marching in major cities to make their demands to the government heard. The mobilizations have organized by social movements and trade unions from across diverse sectors of Panamanian society that came together in the People United for a Life Alliance, including the National Front for the Defense of Economic and Social Rights and the Single Union of Construction Workers. During a meeting in May, the alliance created a list of 32 demands in light of grave economics policy. Country is suffering under a lack of response and attention. We have in Panama, we have this stuff called uh, la, bo la bolsa de alimentos or something like that, which is what's the minimum amount of food everybody needs to eat. And apparently they filled it up with sardines now. And people are saying, yeah, why don't you guys, the rich guys, eat the sardine? Welcome aboard, Alicia. Welcome aboard. Uh, it seems like Rodnin finally made his presence known. Welcome aboard, Brother Rodnin. We'll talk a little bit later. But let me tell you a little bit about Panama because I have... I have been getting all the updates about Panama, not from the news channels, but from uh, directly from the people, because again, you know, that's where I'm from. And when I tell you that what's occurring in Panama is serious, so serious that guess who decide that they may be engaging? If you take a look at some of these are the kinds of things that we're seeing in Panama right now. Okay. They, this is this is what we call real confront real confrontation of the government. And what started to happen? The United States started to get involved. Those are United States helicopters. Whoops, I can't see that in the light. United States helicopters are now heading to Panama. The Southern Command has said that there are too many resources in that hemisphere, right? They're talking about Latin America and South America. And that the leftists are going to try to do something. So what has uh, we done? And you don't hear any of this here. I have videos showing the United States already has a destroyer in Gatun Lake. What is Gatun Lake? The Panama Canal has the Pacific entrance and the Atlantic entrance. And the ships have to go across mountains. To get across mountains, they built a big lake in the mountains called Gatun Lake. So that they only had to cut eight miles on the Pacific side and a couple of miles on the Atlantic side. And the ships use locks to get up to the lake. And then they go across about 40-something miles of lake. So it's the, the, the whole canal is about 50 miles wide. Two, and 10 miles is what they had to dig. The rest was a lake they created so that the, they could go across the mountains. Okay? Now, we have American destroyers in the lake. Why? We have American uh, helicopters. Why? Last time we had that was 1989, when the Americans didn't like Manuel Antonio Noriega, so they decided to come and pick him up. And to pick him up, they blow the holy hell out of the Guardia Nacional, that's the, the, the national police. They killed uh, 10,000 Panamanians. They claim it was only 1,000 Panamanians. The UN claimed 4,000 Panamanians. We all know where they blew up. I remember my father was under the bed as missiles were flying across Arcoiris, the town that he lived in, to go into Colón. Those are the fears that I have right now because we have a legitimate, the people are raising up against a plutocracy in Panama. There was somebody that did, the, and I'm talking about healthcare today, and this falls right into the position. This guy from Panama, he went to Mexico with a piece, with, with some, uh, some uh, insulin, I think it was insulin, 
that he purchased, that he purchased in Panama for $47. He goes to Mexico. It costs $2.87. So he's showing that the same crap, the same plutocratic attack on, and by the way, Panamanians don't make nearly what Americans make. But what they depend on is in Panama City and Cologne and David, they count on all these people having relatives in rich countries and they can suck their money by saying, hey, a lot of times Panamanians call to their Panamanians' relatives in the United States and say, hey, I'm out of medicine. Can you send me some money? The medicine costs $50 here. I mean, the, the way the plutocracy, the, the same th- that we are exporting to Panama, the same crap from over here with medicine overpriced and all of that kind of stuff. Gasoline went to $5 a gallon in Panama. People don't even make $5 an hour in Panama on average. They make a dollar an hour, dollar fifty an hour. And that's what they want to charge for gasoline, right? So when, when things started to go crazy, they dropped it to like three bucks a gallon. Oh, the government could do that right away, right? Again, it's the same plutocratic BS. It's funny because some of the, I have all these videos, right? Some of the protesters went to some of the diputados. Those are like the Congress people, the corrupt Congress people. They, they, they went into a restaurant and followed this guy. And the Congress, they're protesting against this guy. All these rich con- congressperson and their rich imperialists and uh, imperialistas, the, 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 the Tagaropoulos and these other guys that run the big empresas there, the big corporations there. They're sitting down having dinner. They simply ignore those guys and they looked at the protesters like, you peons, and then went on with their business. So Panama, let me tell you how bad it is in Panama right now. There is, we have 10 provinces. It used to be nine when I was there. They created a new province. I don't remember what it's called, a new province. I think it's Nuevo Panama or something like that. Panama Oeste, the new, new province. They split Panama, got so big, they split it into, it's like splitting Texas into two states. And... Um, Anyhow, that's where whenever there are protests and all of that, it usually happens in the big city, Panama City or Cologne, the city that I'm from. But I tell you what they did now. It Veraguas. That's what we call the interior of the country. Big, big protest in Veraguas and they shut down the, in the Pan-American highway. That's the highway that takes the products from Panama all the way up to the United States. Okay. It's a long highway. It goes through Nicaragua, Guatemala, Salvador, all those places that the Pan American Highway goes through, right? To get all those fresh vegetables. So you shut that down for a couple of days, all those things in those trucks spoil. So they shut it down. Protest. That is what we need in America right now. We need, and I, I kept on wondering, how comes we're not seeing a lot of the protests in Panama and other Central American countries? How comes we're not seeing the protests that are occurring for all these price rises that are not based on shortages, but are based on those people who simply have the power to set prices? You know why they're not showing all those protests? They don't want to give Americans an idea that says, wait a minute, if Panamanians can raise hell and force their gasoline to go from $5 a gallon to $3 a gallon, 
Maybe we'll try that in the United States and start getting at the plutocrats who are taking all of our monies away. Anyhow, let me continue reading your stuff before I get on the subject. Alicia, welcome to Politics and Right. Paul Fleming says he's checking in. It's a rainy day in Georgia. It's a rainy day. <clears throat> Michael Rudnick says, I dropped my alarm clock earlier. Didn't realize it turned off. I, we, hey, everybody asked for you. We know there is a problem. Egberto, give us the AC update. I still can't re- – I have that service that they're supposed to – I pay uh, a monthly thing and your service go down. It comes – they're giving – I mean, they're, they're, it's so hot in Texas – it takes you a while to get it, so I'm still working on my little cheap uh, update here that you know that that keeps the room at the heat of the temperature. It's now 83 degrees in this office right now. It it was actually before this temp. I got the stuff. It was up to 95. All right, continuing. Let's see. Thank you for asking, Eric. Uh, Michael Rudnan says President Joe Biden tests positive for COVID. We all followed that. Common Dreams, form a mobilized army. That's what we're talking about, Rudnan. So I'm not going to put that one out. That's, I have all of that on the screen right now. That's a good catch. Michael Rudnan also said, Michael Scherer, Michael Scherer tweeted, a new group, American Prosperity Alliance, is spending heavy on TV with an anti-inflation ad that condemns them for trying to lower prices, which is deflationary. The $300 billion Medicare cut is price savings. Voters are being played. But you know what, Michael? We have to tell the truth. And we have to be out there spending on that. We don't see enough of that out there. We'll talk about it. That's what politics are around. And that's why I need to push these messages out. They're going great. I'm getting a lot of them out on Daily Coast and Op-Ed News. Getting a lot of them. I'm going to start trying to get some of them out on, on um, uh, a couple of other channels. But the YouTube chat, we, we have to put this message out. A lot of it is going out on a podcast. But we have to have a lot of people doing this. And we have to have a lot of people sharing this stuff to, in, to, to counteract the lies that they're going to be hearing on TV. Because you know they're going to hear the lie. The Hill from Michael Rudnan. Senate Democrats roll out long-awaited bill to legalize marijuana. Senator Chuck Schumer said the bill would legalize cannabis by removing the drug from Controlled Substances Act and empowering states to create their own cannabis laws instead. That's great because that means Colorado can actually, people in Colorado, they collect money, but they can't bank. They can't put their money in federal banks. I'd call this step the right direction. That's long overdue. Democrats going to conservative route. The letting drug laws become a state rights issue when they could have outright ended the drug war and release all nonviolent offenders. Considering that recent polling shows over 70% of Americans want marijuana legalized, uh, that will have to do for now. The House of Rep is likely to pass to Biden soon for a grandiose signature moment. Very important. Alicia said, are you talking about Amazon getting into the healthcare industry? They're already in the healthcare industry. I think they sell, I think they have, a, 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 if I'm not mistaken, they already bookstore at Amazon. Don't remember what it's called. Bridge MCP says, there's Michael Rudden. He's in the house. Eric A says, new blood, don't know anything about energy. They do know about energy. They're creating a new form of energy. Those old guys only know about burning some fossil to turn it into steam to create energy. Come on. The guys that are doing solar know how to distribute the energy. They know how to turn DC current into AC. They know a lot more than just the fossil fuel guys. Thank you very much, but you're wrong. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Amazon bought one medical. Thank you, Alicia. You see, I got the smartest listeners. 
I said Amazon is already there. She found it already. Amazon bought one medical. They probably don't call themselves Amazon. Eric says, uh, Eric, better to see the catch-22. The energy and other industries that have investors have always been green money. Wise, what is? No, they're not at all. Not at all. Norman says, hey, Egberto, though corporations have some rights as people, corporations change people and leadership and in a lot of ways become new persons. If your mantra on not giving corporations that change there, I support. I am, was a, one of the members of Move to Amend who have been trying to get the 28th Amendment that says corporations are not people and money is not speech. That's the whole amendment. And the idea is... If a corporation is a person, they even, you know, it, it's its own person. That charter is not the humans that make up the corporations, Norman. It's the charter of that corporations. And that corporation has stay in power over a human being who dies. A corporation doesn't have to die. It, when corporations were first created, they got articles of incorporation that lasted 20 years. All of that is out the door. They had to re-up it. And they had to give a sufficiently public reason to give it another charter. Not anymore. Why didn't this make the major news? You know why? Because they don't want Americans reacting either. Bridge MCP says, Egberto Willis, I read your first chapter. I'm up to five chapter. You, are, are you talking about the, the, um, the new book that I've written? I'm up to chapter five. And I think you're going to like the chapter that I just wrote because I spoke about being uh being the the director of my church choir and playing uh playing some instruments and doing some interesting things. So <clears throat> I think you're gonna like chapter five. I finished chapter five last night late. <clears throat> you know how I you know how I roll. I, I, I am always doing something. So uh anyhow, uh let me put that link in there again so that you guys can go out there and check out my New book, Tribulations of an Afro-Caribbean Latino Man. Racism didn't stop my smile, hope, or journey forward. Check it out. Let me put it in the, in the, in the feed. Check out my new book. It, it's a chapter at a time at Amazon Vela is what they, they call that platform. All right, continuing reading. AC Rodriguez, so that's a conversation. Mark Carl Cox says, mega rich, mega corporations and their political puppets are working at destroying American democracy. They are opposed to free independent press, consumer rights, worker rights, healthcare, and education. I concur. Michael Ren says, Egberto, please put this up on the screen. So you want to boot our good friend. Oh, thank you, Rudnin. My brother, my brother, my brother. All right, what Rudnin put on the screen, for those of you that are listening on the podcast, is he, I, I gave a description of Gatun Lake and what had to be done in Panama to get the ships through the canal. And what he did is he found the path, uh, the Gatun Lake out there with a picture that showed the path from the Atlantic Ocean up there on the north side to the Pacific Ocean there on the south side. Yes, in Panama, the Atlantic Ocean is up the north and the Pacific Ocean is on the south. Sort of different and that's because of the way Panama is shaped, just, just to let you know. Uh, by the way, I didn't put it on the screen. There it is on the screen now. There it is on the screen now. Thank you, Rodney. Daniel Ledo says, would you rather Chinese destroyers in Panama? I don't want any destroyers in Panama, brother Ledo. I want Panama to solve its problem. I want those protesters to force those damn crooked politicians from allowing those plutocrats to rip the people's monies off. 
Because they're not only ripping Panamanians' monies off, they're ripping those Panamanians with relatives in America and, and, and England and France and Nairobi and all these places that have to constantly send money back to Panama to give back to the Panamanian plutocrats. I want those guys to stop. The, I, look, the stores are empty. The people are revolting. They are revolting. And I want it to continue on. To, you know, it's the people that have the power. So I'm with, I'm with my people. Michael says, we in the U.S. pay the highest drug prices. Nearly every other nation has price controls on pharmaceuticals. Important drugs need to be legalized. Panama has some problems in that Panama is very tied to the United States. And the United States will look for every corner they can find to promote plutocratic type stuff. Cuba does the same as Panama. They get their medicines from relatives in America too. Different though. No, that's not true at all. Cuba makes its own medicine. Cuba has a very, very advanced pharmaceutical industry and they give it to their their, their population. Guess how much it costs them? Free. Free healthcare in Cuba. Now, what you're talking about is Cubans would come and say, I need some money to buy some extra stuff here and there. But when it comes to medicine, yes, you may need to send some money for them to buy gauze and that kind of stuff that they don't have in strong supply because of the embargo the United States have on Cuba. It's amazing that America has an embargo on little Cuba, but they don't have an embargo on China or Vietnam or, or, or North Korea or, or Russia as they do in Cuba, right? I wonder why. Anyhow, so no, Cuba has one of the best healthcare systems, not in, not in Latin America, not in Caribbean America, not in the Amer- this Western Hemisphere, but in the world. Cuba has some of the best healthcare in the world, and it is free to all of its citizens. Cuban citizens don't suffer from healthcare issues. All their issues are created by a punitive desire of the United States government to ensure they don't succeed under their current, uh, their current uh, government system. That's what it's all about. All right, Eric Hay says, Egberto, are there many cartels in Panama like the Escobar days in Colombia? There has never been cartels like that in Panama. Never. Panama has been a conduit. In other words, we laundered their money. We did the capital. Panama was a capitalist country in the, in the Central America. That's why we have all those big banks. Those big banks have been laundering uh, money from the... From, and they don't only launder money from the drug dealers in Colombia. They launder Trump's money. Trump has two towers there and some buildings where they launder Trump's illegally gotten money. So Trump launders money there and a lot of other rich folks from all over the world launders money in Panama. Panamanians are capitalists. Bridge MCP, many Americans get their drugs from Canada and Mexico. Absolutely so. Uh, the empire effed uh, Panama ever since they were founded in its record. You can look it up. Uh, look, Panama was not a country. Panama is an American creation. Uh, Colombia didn't said no when America wanted to build that canal that you see on the screen. He said no. Colombia said no. America says you don't ever tell Americans no for anything. So 
They put a destroyer. Let's see if I can put it right there. You see where I just highlighted? They put a destroyer right there. Oh, come on. Where's the highlight? Come on. Come on. Right there. You see that where I, they put a destroyer right there. Colon. That's where I'm from. And then they told the Panamanians, okay, declare your independence. And when the Panamanians declared their independence, the first country to recognize Panama, the United States, and then the Lesseps and Bonavaria signed a treaty. Look it up. The Panama Canal Treaty, 1903. And they said, you can lease that land. You see that line that, that Rundin has through there? That is a 10 miles on either side of the canal that for all practical purposes is American, what used to be American territory under the control of America. And they had 14, I think it was 14 United States bases throughout that, that entire area. Corozal, Davis, Gulick, uh, Fort, Lo- Fort Lorenzo. There are a whole lot of American bases were along that path that you see there. Mostly here and here were where most of the bases were. American bases, Air Force, uh, there was Fort Amador for Air Force. I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff. Anyhow, continuing. Uh, what else I got? Michael Rundin, that's a reply to the FDA. It's, insert, it's illegal for individuals to import drugs to the United States for personal use. Yet, uh, And you know who was one of the proponents of, to, to keep that law? Uh, the senator in New Jersey. Uh, but, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know who I'm talking about. The one that was, uh, yeah, anyway. All right. Bree says, oh, dear Lord, Egberto, get a portable AC. They're big and work. Actually, I got me a portable. That's what I'm working with, beautiful. But it still only can get it up to, and I have a good one, one for 500 square feet, but it's, it's so hot in Texas, and this room doesn't have the best insulation. All right, AC Rodriguez said to somebody, Lee Grant says, home warranties are seldom worth it. I am starting to wonder about that, Lee. By the way, Lee Grant, thank you so kindly for being a great supporter, brother. You're a good man, my good right-wing brother here. Uh, great guy. Eric Hayes says, Amazon is our, like our government. They love being in all your biz. <laughs> Daniel Ledo says, so you agree with allowing the, the states to make pot law, but not abortion law. No, they're not making pot law. They're preventing the law from putting pot folks in jail. It's the opposite, Daniel, brother Daniel Ledo. All right, let's see what else we got here. Michael Rennes says, Daniel Ledo, wish Egberto read out my comment when I said Democrats should end the drug war rather than making the state's rights issue. Here, let me copy-paste. Egberto, mind reading it out? No, I don't mind. I'd call this marijuana legalization a step in the right direction. And by the way, Redden, I did read that out. That's long overdue. Democrats are going conservative route and letting drug laws become a state's rights issue when they could have outright ended the drug war and released all nonviolent drug offenders in prison. Considering that recent polling shows over 70% of Americans want marijuana legalization, that will have to do for now. The House of Reps is likely to pass the Biden soon. Actually, I read the whole thing, uh, Redden. Look up, go back into the back stuff and check it out, brother. All right, Ledo also says, Panama is a vital trade route. The global powers will always have an interest in securing their, that canal. That is reality. So would you rather American or Chinese control? Hold it. So you are saying that Panama, why am I saying Panama? It's Panama. You are saying that Panama has no rights that because there's a canal that was in Panama's land, we can't stop any of the powers who want to do stuff there. 
Wow, talk about sovereignty no, or lack thereof. Mm. All right, Daniel Ledo, false dichotomy. I'm glad you picked that up, Laura. All right, Lee Grant says, progressive general prefer one-size-fits-all laws from a strong federal government than leaves it to state local voters. That's not completely true, but somewhat true, though, Lee. Let me tell you what part is true. I don't want to leave it up to the states whether I can vote or not. I don't want to leave rights up to the states because too many states are evil. J Forever, Michael Moore documentary, Sicko looks the awesome Cuban medicine. I remember that, that movie. I thought that movie was going to make a difference, but enough people didn't see it to see how we got so screwed. Eric A says, Noriega was a cartel king, but no, Noriega was a capitalist. Noriega saw a need and Noriega provided a service. All right? Punto y final, hermano. All right. Uh, uh, E2247, Smedley Blotter was here. Bridge MCP said, Berto Willis, I thought the French now control the canal. No, it's controlled by Panama. Panama controlled the Panama Canal. The French uh, uh, used to control, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong, but the Suez Canal, no, actually, the Suez Canal, I think, is still under control of Egypt. Um, you know, I think they took it away from the British, actually. But no, the, canal, the French attempted to build a canal in Panama. It, they tried to build a sea-level canal in Panama. That was crazy. You are not going to get through what's called the Cordillera de Tabasara. That is the big mountain range that goes through the middle of Panama. There's no way you're going to be able to get through that, cut that down to sea level. You're talking about cutting several hundred feet down. You, there was no way you're going to do that. You had to build a locks to lift it up 80 feet, then create that stuff. That was the American ingenuity for building the canal was bar none, one of the best engineering feats ever. That was damn good Yankee engineering. Uh, Jimmy Carter gave it away a long time. Lee Grant, yes, you're right about that. He signed a treaty with uh, Omar Torrijos Herrera back in 1970-something. I remember when it signed uh, because, yeah, 500 square feet, LOL, go bigger, babes. I know I should have, but I should have. But they're expensive. All right, let's see. Call the National Security Budget, William D. Haunting. Okay. All right. Michael Rennie says, thanks, Egberto, twice over. <laughs> Brother, you guys are invaluable. Paul Fleming says, ATL chicken in again. Daniel Ledo says, no, you can't stop a stronger power from control of Panama. Do you think Russia respects Ukraine's sovereignty? You know, actually, you know what, Rudnin? Uh, not Rudnin. Um, Daniel, that's a very good observation. So you agree that we are, like Russia, bullies. I think what you may be insinuating, though, is that we may be better bullies than Russia. But that if we have to go into one of these things, yes, we will. Good point. You know, see, Daniel Ledo made a good point. He made a good point. Michael Rennes says, AC, conservative and internationally misunderstood what socialism and Marxism mean and want, then caricature and straw men their life. No, no, no. Conservative leaders know exactly what it is. What we, when we talk about democratic socialism, they know exactly what it's all about. They know it's what most people, when you describe it, what most people want. So they have to caricature it. But they know what it is, and that's why they're so scared of it. All right, Bridge MCP said, Berto, yes, first was Spanish, then French, then U.S., then Panama. Exactamente. All right, Bridge MCP says, on December 31st, 1999, the United States, in accordance with the Torrijos-Carter treaties, officially hands over 
control of the Panama Canal, putting the strategic waterway into Panamanian hands. Exactly how it happened. Eric said, Manuel Antonio Noriega, uh, May 29, was a Panamanian dictator, politician, and military officer. Yeah, an authoritarian ruler was who massed personal fortune through drug trafficking. He had long-standing ties to the United States Intelligence Agency. That's, all of that's true. That's all true. He wasn't that like drug money. He he laundered drug money though, um, Eric. What he did is he laundered drug money. All right, AC Rodriguez, that fails to recognize the most economic issues that happen within the government are usually set off by events that happened before the current government, kind of like tariffs. Exactly. All right, Bridge, don't forget the hearings tonight. Don't forget the hearings tonight, folks. I will be watching intently. I'd say China's foreign policy from Rudnan is a matter of investment and manipulation rather than militarism. That is actually true. China has taken over Africa. China has taken over South America and much of Central America while the United States just fight wars. So right now, the goodwill for China around the world is much better than for America around the world. And that's America's own doing. You can actually, you know, America, China has gone into Nairobi and Kenya and all these places and build roads and all these kind of things. And, the, and people see something for their alliance with China. Look, China ain't no saint. But people see that alliance, right? They see better roads. We don't do that overseas anymore. We, we don't have problem buying bombs for Ukraine but wait till, the, wait till the war is over and see how much we're going to give them to pave their roads. Only if we get an American company that's going to charge 10 times the amount to pave the road so they can rip us all off, right? All right, Carl Cox says, Chronic capitalism is fascist corporate capitalism. Only mega rich. Yes, we know that. Eric Hayes says, China is buying up America farmland now. So why are we selling it to them? Daniel Ledo says, So we return control to the people of Panama and currently protect the canal with our destroyers and the ungrateful people like Egberto compare America to Russia? Okay, you hate America. We get it. All right, let's back up. Let's back up. The destroyer is in Panama not to protect the Panamanian people, but to blow up the Panamanian people as they did in 1989 when they came for Noriega. Ask the 10,000 dead people if they appreciated that. If that destroyer was in the waters to come against the Panamanian plutocracy and blow them up for ripping the, Amer the Panamanian people off, I would be all for saying thank you, America, for putting that destroyer in Lake Gatun and for bringing all those helicopters in Fort Amador or wherever it is that they're going to land in Panama, then I would say thank you, Rod, uh, uh, Ledo. But they're not coming to attack the, the Panamanian plutocracy. They're coming to attack the people who are fighting against the, the Panamanian plutocracy, who are ripping them off, starving them to death. Capish? You see the difference, brother? But he says, poor Panama, coming from a British empire, controlling to this, say, my country. <laughs> I hear you, girl. Lee Grant says, I'd be very nervous about Chinese goodwill. You ought to be nervous of any superpower's goodwill. You know, we look at America. As, uh, is it, look, America in America is great. America overseas, not so much. Ask the people in Haiti when they got 
when it, you know, when we invaded Haiti, ask the people in Nicaragua, when we invaded Nicaragua, ask the people who had to live under Papa Doc and Baby Doc in Haiti under the support of the United States. Ask about Somoza and whether uh, his support or the support of Somoza by the United States. Ask all these questions. Here's the problem that we have. Too often, we don't hear the true story in America. We live by other stories, and then we make our decisions based on those other stories. Daniel Ledo says, so you are now saying Biden is going to bomb Panama? Well, it was uh, Bush number one who bombed Panama the first time. Yeah, really? You guys, your guy Biden would do that? Yep, he would. Yes, he would, Daniel Adome. It's called American foreign policy. And American foreign policy is not all that different when it comes to militarism, whether it's a Democrat or Republican in power. It's American militarism. Sorry. <sighs> That's just how it is. Egberto, 10,000? What? I've read the death toll. Uh, 19 is estimated that 514 Panamanians were killed. No. That's wrong. Look up on Wikipedia, and I think they'll have, they, well, they had 4,000. But again, those of us who live in Panama know what it looks like in Marañón, know what it looks like in the, the Cuartel, like Colón, like those tenements that were just built up, and they just throw those people in deep holes. I'm telling you, people never heard, of, never heard from before again. But each MCP said, we're not bombing Panama. We'll maybe see since it has COVID. <laughs> All right, you know what today's subject was supposed to be? And I, the good thing about it is I, I put it in the, in, the, in, the, in the blog, but you guys talked so much, had so much for me to talk about. We had a lot to say, and you know you guys run this. You know this is your show. All right, halftime long gone. <laughs> yeah, so all I'm going to do is I'm going to put some links in there, folks. I need you to please go ahead. If you are on YouTube right now, please go ahead and click that up arrow to give us some, uh, some, some, some thumbs up. And please click that join button if you can support our program. Alternatively, please go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Support us on PayPal if you can. Support us on Patreon if you can. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Alternatively, if you don't see that join button on YouTube, you can also support us on YouTube. Politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Now, we have a lot of new products in our store. Would love for you to jump to our store. And let me get to our store link here. Politicsandright.com slash store. Get some of the products. You get some of the products. I get a few pennies off the products. Actually, not much. Most of the money goes to them, but that's okay. You are getting a good t-shirt, a good hat, a good cup, or whatever else you decide to choose from. So go to politicsandright.com slash store. And our books. Remember, we have It's Worth It. How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relative Friends and Neighbors or how to make America utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. And the last one is, as I see it, class warfare. The only resort to right-wing doom. You can find all my books right here. Right at politicsandright.com slash books. Now, uh, I'm going to Netroots. And thank you very much, uh, Lee Grant. Owe you some gratitude there, brother. Uh, you can go ahead and visit our Netroots, politicsandright.com slash Netroots to help us fund our trip. To, my tr trip to New York was funded by the Bridge Alliance. My trip to uh, 
Pittsburgh, we got to do it. So please go to my uh, GoFundMe at politicsandright.com slash netroots. Help us out. Get, get us over the hump to – it's already paid for with my credit cards. I just have to pay those credit cards. So please go ahead and support us going to Pittsburgh, Netroots, all that good stuff. Now, 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 here is the deal. I'm starting on a new book, and I'm using, the, for the first time, a platform called Amazon Vela, which you write the books one chapter at a time, and they kind of put it into their system. I, I really like the way it works. You can get my book. I have the link in there. The new book is called Tribulations of an Afro-Caribbean Latino Man. Racism Didn't Stop My Smile, Hope, or Journey Forward. I want to tell you a little bit about um, how, I, you know, how I think about this, right? One of the reasons why when people, you know, people call this, you, know, you guys heard people call this show and call me N-word and all these kind of things or, or try to get me to get frazzled out of some call, you know, I was reared very well. My parents were great parents. My father is dead now, died at 75. My mother is still alive at 80-something years old. I had great parents. And I had a great community. I am still involved and stay in touch with my community. Uh, from the canal zone, where I told you on that screen that I grew up, we had a great community. And that community gave all of us character. All of us character. And in the process, uh, it allowed me to be able to engage with all as I do today. So, I mean, that's all I got to say. And that book is going to show you that I went through a lot of racial stuff in this country. And I still keep that smile, that positive attitude. Because you have to have some of us that go through that tribulation and not let the tribulation work on us to be able to create that bridge to people. Uh, bridge says, uh, more people are here today. Talk about the pre-interview questions. Okay. Here's what Bridge, uh, Bridge suggested, and I agree 100%. When I have interviews that I prepare, that I, that I schedule, I'm going to give you guys the, the, where I schedule, you know, who I'm interviewing, what the person is about, and then uh, the email address that I'm going to put together that you guys can email questions so that when I do the interview off, uh, you know, offline, if I'm going to do the interview offline, you all can ask the questions that you want me to ask the interviewer. Okay? And uh, Bridge made a very important point that we, that I must engage all of you. I don't know. I mean, we always used to do that when we did the interviews live. But given that I do most of the interviews with Zoom at the convenience of the person I want to interview, she says, make sure to make that interview interactive with you all. And the way to do that, as she suggested, which is absolutely right, is to tell you who I'm interviewing if I, when, I prepare that interv when I prepare that person, and then you guys can submit questions for me to ask that person. I'm going to set up that email link. I haven't done it yet, Bridge, and I'll let you know the next person that I interview or I'm going to interview and do that. Thank you very much for those suggestions. And, and if you guys have other suggestions about how to make our program better, how to best interface with you all. Let me know, because when I say it's your show, that is what I mean. Um, Lee Grant, regressive Republicans want, this is from Tom C. Lee Grant, rep regressive Republicans want, want, uh, want U.S. Christian nationalist authority over everyone. 
states rights an excuse to deny rights of anyone who disagrees with GOP's intolerant religious beliefs. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Um, Daniel says, I have, Ledo says, I have been watching this show for years. Never heard or seen the N-word used uh, to refer to Egberta, but you got to keep the racism alive, even if you got a little lie. All right, let me tell you what to do, Rudnan. Just go ahead. I mean, you know what's so funny? It's all on my YouTube. I record all these programs, and I have these programs for decades. I mean, for years. I have at least five, six, seven years of this program. All the videos are there. You can go ahead and find videos right now. Bienvenido, Roberto Luis, mi panameño favorito. You can go, and I, I, I tell you what I'll do. I don't, you know, you're going to force me to go research it and pull out that video to show you where the per person did it, Rudnin. I mean, uh, Daniel. But no, more than once, not only here at my internet show, I have the videos, but also at KPFT, I have the videos as well. So I'll go ahead and search for it, okay? And then I'll let you have where it happened because I made blogs about it as well, Daniel. So please don't do that. I don't lie, Daniel, okay? I don't lie. Every now and then I may misspeak. And I, when I hear, yeah, I'm not like the politicians who say, oh, I misspoke. No, every now and then I may say something that, you know, offhand and somebody will tell me, Egberto, that's not the exact number, Rudnin or, or Lou or, 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 or Bridge or who knows. May say, Egberto, you got that one wrong. And I'll come out and I'll say, oops, I guess I got that one wrong. I don't have a problem being wrong. I honestly do not have a problem being wrong. Uh, let me tell you, uh, Rudin, uh, just for your information, I know you said the highest estimate you see is 3,000. I guarantee you that those numbers are wrong. We know where the United States bombed. And just in that area where they bombed, and not to talk about the death that happened afterwards, like people running down the streets and got gunned down trying to get from, from Arcoiris to Colón, I mean, it was a mess. You don't, I mean, it was a, it was a mess. Um, but yeah, just the areas, the tenements, the multi-story tenements where there are thousands of people live just in the one in, in, in not Maranyong, in uh, uh, Chorillo. Chorillo is where the, the major part of the blowing up occurred. And there are thousands of people that lost their lives there. Thousands. Just in Chorillo. Not to speak about the tenements around the Guardia Nacional in Colón. All right, I got to talk about the subject at hand today real quickly because, you know, I said I was. So here's the deal. For Big Pharma, you know, uh, we didn't get Big ba Build Back Better, but we have something that we can pass to give to the American people right now. Have Medicare negotiate drug prices. Big Pharma is out there trying to give the impression that somehow negotiating for cheaper prices is bad. Hey, it's some, some, uh, we got some bad stuff in the uh, feed, both Rodnin and, uh, and uh, Bridge. Kill those guys, please. Uh, anyhow, they're they saying that somehow, somehow it is better, right, for us to pay high prices for for, for pharmaceuticals, even though most of the times we paid it ourselves. I wrote the article in the blog post for this show 
please go ahead and click the blog post for this show and read the article. It's worth the read. The second item I need to talk about is in Canada. Just like the cancer of American healthcare is starting to spread to places like Panama, Canada is slow walking, slow walking into it. Ontario, one of the provinces in Canada. Because of the pandemic, uh, there are certain procedures, certain people that wait longer for healthcare, but Ontario is the state that spends the least amount of, the, the province in Canada that spends the least amount of healthcare than any other province. If you take the average of every other province in Canada and, and spend that money in Ontario, Canada, they could hire 24,000 more nurses, which would immediately alleviate their problem. Right? But that's not what the newly elected uh, chancellor or whatever it's called wants to do. He's saying now, okay, what we will do to help this problem is to go ahead and create those private health care centers like we have in the United States now. You know those emergency care? What is it? Uh, rapid care and, and, and critical care and all these different private things. That's what he wants to start creating. And here's what he wants to do. He wants to make it because, you know, if you have the money, if, if, you, if you have to go to the doctor that's going to be free, but you, have, you are fairly well off and you need some care right now, you don't want to feel the sniffles or whatever, and it costs you 100 bucks to go to that other place, you may just pay the $100 even though you have nationalized health care, right? And that's, what, and, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to sell a false convenience to the people. Oh, it's more convenient to go private. But here's the thing again. The cost, let's say they charge you $100 to go to a private healthcare place in Canada, right? That still is not the real price because those doctors that work in, even in the private sector would have been subsidized by Canada, by the Canadian taxpayers who would have subsidized the nurses, who would have subsidized the medicine, who would have subsidized the products that they use in that country for their health care, who would have subsidized the doctors. So in effect, we have a private sector that he's trying to build up that's parasitic because it's only being built after government has invested in doctors, nurses, and everyone else, and then the private sector comes in and says, you don't have to wait a day to see your doctor. Just pay $50 to the private sector to see that doctor now. You see the ripoff? I mean, my problem is we have to find a way to get rid of these guys using false instant gratification as a way to create bad health care. False instant gratification to prevent bad health care. So those are the two stories I wanted to cover today, but you guys covered most of what, we, what you guys wanted to cover, which is what we did. But please read those two stories at politicsandright.com. And, and by the way, 
Right now, I also just purchased a domain, politicsdoneright.tv, which takes you directly to our YouTube channel. So if you go to politicsdoneright.tv right now, you'll be watching this show live on our YouTube TV network, politicsdoneright.tv. Um, but anyhow, folks, uh, we are out of time. I hope you enjoyed the program. I didn't get as deep into this private healthcare that Canada is going to try in Ontario because, again, you know, I, I rather answer your questions. J4 Ever says, in other words, our premiums will cancel out uh, with Medicare for all. Our taxes would equal less than our current premium. Absolutely. 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 Egberto Willis, tell Ashley Ola and hope she's well. You know, Ashley loves you, girl. I'll tell, I'll let her know. But anyway, folks, please remember to support the program. How do you support the program? Please support us by going to politicsandright.com slash PayPal if you want to support us on PayPal or politicsandright.com slash Patreon to support us at Patreon or uh, visit our store at politicsandright.com slash store. Please get our books. That helps us as well. Politicsandright.com slash books. Support my GoFundMe for the trip to Pittsburgh in uh, next month which is politicsandright.com slash netroots. And please go read my book. It's online. The new book that I'm writing one chapter at a time. And the first five chapters are out. Tribulations of an Afro-Caribbean Latino man. Racism didn't stop my smile. Hope or journey forward. Please check it out. Guys, I simply cannot or could not possibly do this without you. Ashley replying to Bridge MCP. I'm well, just got a new lip pie from Sephora and feel cute, so I'm okay. My beautiful daughter. I told you she love you, man. Good old uh, M- Bridge MCP. You are a wonderful person, and you've given her great advice. And you've, you've, there are times that your, your words gave her some positive affirmation because that's just who you are. Eric Hayes tells me to stay cool. And I, what I want to tell you guys all today is, thank you for being here. I want to put that last thing up about the Founding Fathers up real quick because I love that piece from Bridge MCP. It says, but the Founding Fathers didn't intend that. I am stop you right there. The Founding Fathers didn't intend for black slaves to go free, nor for women to vote, nor for white men that didn't own land to vote. So I'm kind of over the founding father's intent. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.